0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Crew Room Conversations. I am your host Nitin Velde and I am delighted to bring to you stories, anecdotes and experiences of some of the best air warriors of the Indian Air Force. So do stay tuned. Happy listening and Jai Hind. And welcome to yet another episode of Crew Room Conversations. Today on Crew Room Conversations, I am extremely, extremely delighted and pleased to introduce to all of you a very, very dear friend of mine, Group Captain MS Shirawat. Hi, Sherry. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. So Shirawat and me, our uh, friendship goes uh, almost two and a half decades. And uh, Shirawat has had a fantastic tenure in the Indian Air Force. He started flying the Avros. Thereafter, went on to fly the N-32s. Uh, he's been an instructor in Air Force Academy, and thereafter uh, upgraded his instructional qualification so as to become a master instructor. And then served in the Flying Instructor School. Sherry also had the proud privilege of commanding one Avro squadron in uh, when he was in service, and he's had a fantastic tenure and now well settled uh, in his new job. Uh, As an instructor on simulator, am I right, Sherry? Yes, sir. We are on uh, very, very close to the passing out parade of the Air Force Academy. I understand. And uh, for everybody who passes out of the Air Force Academy on the combined graduation parade, it's always one of the dreams to wear the wing and wear myself that, you know, we need to have some conversations with some of the instructors of the Air Force as to what this entire, uh, you know, spectrum of teaching flying is all about. Then, of course, uh, automatically only one name emerged. And that was one of the storytellers that I have had a great time with.
1: So Thank you, sir. All my pleasure.
0: So straight away jumping into the conversations from a point of view of uh, specifically that instructing flying. And I remember when I I used to be in AFA, and this has been my insights, that there are pupils, there are cadets who have not even seen the aircraft. They have not seen the runway. They have no clue how all this looks. True. And when they, when they come, I'm telling an interesting incident. One guy wore the helmet the other way around. Rahe? I uh, uh, the
1: wiser being in the, in the rear. So, okay. what, are, what are your insights or what has been your instructional tenure in AFA life? Sir, uh, apart from the fact that people have not seen an aircraft, the people who have not even driven a two wheeler before that. So, they have no idea as to what and flying an aircraft would actually be like. So, it's it's actually a very humbling experience to teach them and uh, sometimes, of course, some pleasurable moments when people uh, do do something I would not call them foolish but maybe very innocent. Because the relationship that you share with them at that stage is quite different. But the beauty is that uh, we have gone in the same shoes and we made fools of ourselves in the eyes of everybody else. So what was
0: it for you as an, I mean, when you, when you obviously, all of us become instructors, Sherry, we realized that as cadets, our instructors must have put in so much of an effort in, you True. know, teaching us. So when you became an instructor and got posted to the Air Force Academy as a flying instructor, uh, what were your reflections
1: about when you were as a trainee? How, how did that uh, particular phase go? So, especially in my case, uh, when I joined in there, I was nothing very great 6. I was good in studies. So I started flying as the first guy in my squad. And I was also put up for my solo as the first guy. My instructor was a wonderful, wonderful person. scholar pr Singh. And that actually gives you the first impression of the Indian Air Force at large, and not just of flying, that I would like to make a point in. So he was so much at ease. He put me so much at ease with him. wherein we were all scared that instructors will thrash you, shout on you. He was the man who was putting his hand around my arm, doing his job very professionally well but treating me at par, like a younger brother. So that was my first impression. I had a dream to be that someday if I'm worth something, then probably I'd like to emulate. So interesting point you are making
0: here, and I've always been saying this, Sherry, as a a born instructor, that a lot of flying interaction between an instructor and pupil comes out of the self-belief that the instructor gives to the pupil. It happened in my case you know, names like Tapas Guha or Nilanjan Biswas or Atanu Chatterjee, these names are etched deep in my heart because these guys gave me a phenomenal amount of confidence to handle that particular phase of flight. True. And and, and that's one of the essential aspects. The first solo. So for the understanding of our viewers, I'm explaining a little bit more. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the first solo means the pupil goes into the air without the instructor sitting next to him. This happens roughly around, you can say, about 12-13 hours of flying, plus minus. And that's the time the pupil really looks to his right and left and sees himself alone in the air. And there's so much of excitement, anxiety, pressure, nervousness. The first solo is a wonderful, wonderful flight for every pupil to experience. That when your pupil goes solo, it's a wonderful feeling for all of us. We are standing behind the glass door wanting to and okay. So any any remembrance of any of your uh, credits like that? You, you
1: you kind of hit it on the the, the nerves, sir. My first pupil was Gorav. Right, Gorav Singh went for uh, his solo check. And uh, as you rightly said, the kind of commitment and belongingness that you grow with these people, that day was my wife's operation. She was in the hospital and undergoing the operation, quite a serious one, not that I don't love my wife, but with my hand on my heart, that day I was outside the operation theater with my phone in my hand, trying to find out what happened to Gaurav. Has he cleared his solo and thereafter, has he landed back safely? Safely. Yeah. So that's... a. Uh, that's a very that's a really beautiful and a very, very soft and emotional moment. And here itself, I'd like to touch upon that. It's not that you kind of uh, let wrong become right just because you're emotionally attached to them. Yes. But yes. saying that your relationship is only only professional also would, would be a half truth. Yes. Well,
0: I love your fact that wrong becomes right because at the end of the day, I am emotional about my pupil. I want him to go solo, but not, not at the cost of being aware of the fact that he or she may be just on the borderline of landing the aircraft safely. I want to also just ask you, and I know that you have uh, tons and tons of patients. I'm sure it is much more than me. So, how much do you think in today's world, when we talk of a very complex situation, do you think any instructional, any type of knowledge transfer? Do you think it happens when we have connection or we have knowledge or we have experience? How, how,
1: what are your reflections on this? Sir, uh, even if you if you, if you, go to Vedas or Upanishads as well, the first and foremost important thing about instructive people relationship is the trust or the respect that you have for your instructor, the guru thing that we call. And heart and heart, if you're interested in learning from someone, it has to start with mutual respect. And I would say the word mutual respect. It's not that only the pupil has to respect his instructor. He should also feel the respect for himself in the eyes of instructor. Learning is a natural process thereafter. Not that the effort is anyway reduced, but then it becomes more natural and more forthcoming, whether it's computer science or cooking at home. I'm not saying cooking at home is any easier than computer science, (laughs) because I still can't make a cup of tea for myself. It's a cliché but a fact that the military aviator in Indian Air Force is the toughest trained job in the world because we don't give them 80 sorties like U.S. academy. We give them just about 13 sorties to clear their solo as you rightly said. So you have to actually play the role of mentoring with them. And because they connect, they see you as an instructor in aviation, they also want to follow you on anything that you say, they don't really question you or At times, don't even put their logic into it. Yeah. yeah, And more often than not, you have to go beyond just the scheme of things which are written in the book. Like I had a pupil called Ela. Okay. She was my first uh, lady pupil. But there's no difference whatsoever that you feel in Air Force Academy in terms of males and females that way. Okay. Except for that you have to be careful about your own language. <laughs> yeah. Now, this girl was uh, very, very committed, but airsick. She would start puking after a loop. She would put the puke back on the side and say, sir, I'll do another loop. Okay. Now you don't it was such a disbelieving thing that you couldn't that somebody's puking and still wanted to continue with it. So your own commitment to that particular person increases. Right. So I used to actually travel for full one hour talking about life, talking about Shari talking oh. about things that used to write poems and all that, just right. to get her comfortable in the environment call the aircraft in the things outside so there so the relationship which the bonding that grows and of course she she did become a pilot and did well for herself a very very committed lady right so that's the kind of relationship you develop in air force academy right. this is one of the things that's
0: where people like you and me get uh, you know inspired to upgrade our qualifications and then fortunately for both of us we upgraded our qualifications became uh, the master instructor so as to speak and we Sir. started we started uh, engaging with people of similar seniority at the flying instructor school, where the so, people, I mean the pupils who come there, they are having almost similar seniority, if not seniority, differently the experience. Yes, sir. And now you are telling them you are doing the job of train the trainers, in corporate I parlance I would call it train the trainers. So when you move from training or teaching of, I in Air Force Academy and then you
1: move to train the trainers. How was that transition for you? as is true with most new things that you learn, yeah. instructional flying is quite different from flying. Right. So everybody who comes to FIS suddenly feels, oh, what the hell have we been doing for all these years? Yeah. So this kind of breaking of that confidence that he has been coming with. Yeah. And the breaking of confidence sometimes gives out some kind of ego clashes or attitude when a person becomes a little resilient to the instructions being given to him. Now, they also... You there, your actually level of patience has to further increase. Wherein the other person, the, the pupil may tend to show you some amount of attitude or knowledge, and yeah. you have to kind of let him flow gradually so that he accepts you. Yeah, because we need to understand, as I told one of the guys who's uh, commanding officer today, and we will not be taking names, we can read in each other's eyes that he had some uh, differences and wanted to speak out or reason out a lot of things. And after landing, I heard him a lot. And then I finally said, okay, hey, if I was to carry the same ego clash in there, the person going home was you and not me. Right. And the beauty is that thereafter, we both, he's hes himself become a CAT instructor today. Right? And that mutual respect only grows. Right. So, uh, yes, it's a different challenge, sir. But the no. pleasure of teaching somebody in Air Force Academy is, cannot it's different. Be. Yeah, it's, I agree with you.
0: You feel nice when you hear they have achieved or they're doing very well or they're doing safe flying. I'm going one step ahead and saying they are doing extremely safe flying and helping the organization achieve its objective. So it's extremely satisfying and gratifying to know that. And again, going back to the flying instructor school where there are officers who come, who have got enough experience, knowledge in theory, as well as in practice. Yes. Here, Here I want to, you know, uh, kind of actually compliment you and uh, say Sherry that what you are saying is absolutely right that when two people of almost similar seniority are interacting and there needs to be a knowledge transfer because that's our job to teach you how to teach flying is my job exactly but in adult learning if I keep having the telling approach Sherry you have to do this you have to do this now honestly FIS You're the boss <laughs> but then great instructors uh, who, you know, kind of made me understand that that was one part. So very important point you are timing on. And if I have to articulate it, I will say you have to unlearn. You have to unlearn yes. a lot of things. You need to look at things in a different perspective. So coming back to, you know, the, the art of uh, teaching flying, what, what is your thought on uh, if you where are the struggles in learning any skill in your mind? When a person says that you know he's he or she is uh, finding it very difficult to learn a skill because essentially flying is a skill.
1: Yes, sir.
0: How much of do you think is the combination
1: of the instructor not able to teach versus the pupil not able to learn? Sir, it's uh, it's very important to be honest with oneself because uh, especially as an instructor, when your pupil is treating you like like God they really treat you like god and the way we have treated our own relatives so it's very difficult for an instructor to be honest with himself that yes probably this connect is not working right right so uh, in my own case when uh, touchwood god has been kind the narrow mindset pupils have ever been grounded and everybody has done touchwood decently well for themselves there was one single individual who was just not able to uh, grow at the pace that I would have desired or the, or what I felt he was capable of. Right. His name is Arun. He's himself an instructor today. He's, uh, he was my pupil again in staff college and uh, he's, he's doing wonderfully well for himself. But there was a char- time when actually I walked, walked up to my CFI. I was one of the junior most instructors. I went to the chief flying instructor that let rest of the guys be with me. But please, for his good, Take him off, right. give it to give him to somebody else. So that point of time, I we we are actually the seniority where our appraisals are very important, where professional pride is at stake. But you know that honesty is very important in the job because you know this guy is capable, and it's it's just that the round pegs and square holes are not matching. Right. So it's that's one thing. And second is sir, irrespective of the level of experience that you may have in teaching, there's something always left to learn when I would already become a CATI instructor I was still spending some last few uh, weeks in Air Force Academy mm. there was a guy called Kunal okay again a guy from Bihar wonderful intelligent could barely speak English and uh, extremely committed good flyer that way but just couldn't do the last part of landing. okay and I tried all my skills which I felt and he suddenly got me to mother earth that your CATI is one way and but make me a pilot at the end of it. Yeah. So I really had to uh, go to somebody who was senior to us, uh, group Wing Commander even CFI or others sitting in the room, sir, some bloody problem. This good guy is not able to make it up. All that he told me, he just tell him to roll his sleeves and fly. Okay. I said how rolling sleeves will teach flying to people. But I right. trusted him. So I told him to roll his sleeves and fly
0: mm-hmm.
1: that way, sir. With overall, as you understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that I had to observe was like I'll roll the sleeves here, sir. You hold the stick something like this, oh. and he was holding the stick like this. Right. I can see, I can see you becoming stiff. Yeah. The stiff. And the, the, that was the end of it. I realized if he's so stiff, he will not feel the pressure at the point of last minute of landing. I just told him, Kunal, open your fingers, close them again. And that was yeah. the end of it. <laughs> so these are the things which can never be taught. Which can never be you? You learn them yes. as things goes, and it's it's, the, it's your pupils who actually teach you friends. Sure. So you know the the whole spec the whole
0: idea of flying the aeroplane by yourself is tremendously pressurizing. Yes. There's no doubt about <laughs> it. And when the pressure builds up here, it manifests itself in holding the stick tightly or holding the putting your leg against the rudder, which you are yes. not conscious of.
1: That's correct. And that's
0: where the instructor just gives one single tip and says so. Uh, long back when I did a course with now he's an MR a Chala, very very uh, you know thorough professional Raji Vora he told so, me, "Jab kabhi to instructor banega pupil is not able to do." "Gana." So I I you know kind of uh, asked him Ki, sir, "Gana se hai. If you if you can sing a song, you are very relaxed. I mean, when you are relaxed, automatically you don't know that the unnecessary pressures that you are giving are taken care of.
1: That's correct.
0: Uh, for the pilots, a beautiful coat, Sherry. That goes, and I'm sure you remember. Not all the gold in the world will buy you these wings. Yes. And once you earn them, not all the forces can take them away, unless you yes. forfeit, forfeit them by your own misdeeds. So every aviator in the in the military parlance looks forward to wearing those full wings on his uh,
1: above
0: his left pocket. So wonderful memories of that. So uh, we again, wear it
1: on our we wear it on our leather jacket, Sandeep. Yes. Even after retirement, <laughs> even after retirement, <laughs> yes. the wing stays with us, and if not the
0: wing, the attitude stays with us, which is more than 100%. Enough. So, I agree with you. Uh, by moving around, uh, Sherry, once you become an instructor in the Indian Air Force, so you and me have become at a very young age, and thank God for that. But you tend to be a mentor throughout, but at the same time, you know that now this is not purely instructional, I'm in mean, an operational scenario, so this is not the classic classroom, copybook style. So how exactly. did you adapt to uh, moving and when you became a commanding officer or even a flight commander
1: of a very important uh, transport squadron, how was your transition there? Sir, actually the transition was much better felt when I became an Air Force examiner. Okay. So uh, as an examiner, when I came to AB, my friend, uh, late group captain Rao, he just told me, sir, on my first examination, was just, sir? Now it's examining. I told him examining has started just a month back and probably will go after two years. Right. Instructionalism in my blood. And with and again with my hand towards my heart, right from a junior category till a master category, if I felt that I could teach something then and there and Get him to the level desired by the organization. It's my duty to do that. So I have done a fair amount of instructional, even when examining. Right. That that should not stop. So you the roles would have changed, but you still have to keep meeting the organizational requirements. So my question to you is like this, Sherry, that
0: when a person joins any organization, and you've had a, almost 25, 26 years of experience in the organization. So what would be your advice to anybody across the board? I'm not talking only of military. Across the board, what is your advice to make a good career
1: for anybody? Sir, uh, while uh, in psychological terms or in in, in very uh, fine terms, people say, uh, do the job that you love, which may not be very practically feasible for a large number of people. Military aviation, yes, is for the people who love, otherwise they don't stand any chance. But I would say, Try to love the job that you do. It's like loving the lady you've already married to. <laughs> okay. So uh, first of all, you have to grow a connect between yourself and the job that you have in, in your hands. That's very important. And as Gita says that it's your karma ne You have You are what your job makes you or or your your karma makes you. So first of all, you have to uh, like or enjoy, start enjoying the job that you're doing. You feel that you're important within that stuff that you're doing for yourself. Thereafter, you should feel as to what the organization is doing for you and what exactly can you do back for the organization. An organization is not Tata's or Mahindra's or Indian Air Force. is the people that are there with you. Because invariably, there is a sense of intermingling and relationships that grow. If you don't work, somebody else suffers. If somebody else doesn't work, it's you who suffer. More often than not, you feel that you are the one suffering. But that's true for everybody else around you. So I would say just love your job. And try and feel, get connected with people who are working around you and hard work and all. And of course, very basic stuff that you have to live with. it. Yeah, no, I agree with you.
0: I, I've also been saying this, that uh, my mantra would be love your organization. It will love
1: you back more. 100%. Sir. And I would, I would just say to everybody or every men and women in blue who are now kind of getting their ranks, every profession can be a profession and Force is a way of life. So, it's it's very important that you grow not just as an officer but as a human being. It's it's a large family. So, like when I was hanging my uniform, I and mean, when you would have had the uniform, you can say, I would be out of the blue. The blue will never be out of me. Lovely. So, it's their day. They're getting into the blue.
0: Yes.
1: And it will remain with them Brilliant. till the last breath. Excellent. Excellent.
0: So, thank you very much, Sherry, for being on the show. It was an extreme uh, delight. To have conversations with you. And these are not one of the conversations we've had. We've had many of these in a series, yes, on this particular platform, so as to speak. So thank you very much for joining me, Cherry. It is all
1: mine, sir. It's always a pleasure to be with you.
0: This was uh, from the Crew Room Conversations. This episode is dedicated to all young men and women who have just joined the Indian Air Force. Signing off for now, Nitin Velde and Group Captain MS Shiravad. Thank you and Jai Hind.